Listener Production. Before we jump into the show, we want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and any Aboriginal elders who may be on country today. Lucy goes, what the fuck? And she goes, she had this tone in her voice, which I've heard twice now. She's genuinely scared for her life. And she goes, Adam, Adam, Adam. And I was like, oh, what the? And then I started looking and Liam goes, holy fuck. Hello there, uh, Adam. How you going? I'm good. How are you? I'm not Ruben. I'm no, Elise. Not. I'm not. I'm really sorry. I'm sitting all the way across hey, the room from you. Hey, buddy. Hey, you're Good looking, to see you. You're looking handsome. What's going Thank on? Thank you. I thought I'd dress up for this special pod. It's the redemption round for me. Uh, so something has happened. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if any of the listeners out there pay that much attention, but I wasn't present for the incredible episode with Hamish Blake. Yeah, I was having too much fun. You know, I was dancing uh, and I was just, you know, I wasn't there. And now I'm here and Ruben's fled the country. He's mad at me. He's in Madrid in Spain eating cheese and then more cheese and then more cheese. Not as, you know, payback, but I think he's just had a bit of an, you know, he needs a break from me. Fair enough. So here I am filling in his tiny, tiny shoes (laughs) and uh, it feels good. The best part of this is... He cannot retort any of your, you have an ice cube up Uranus quips. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does love a cube up the nose. This is great. We could just do a speed round of, of dissing things Ru- people don't know about Ruben. <laughs> no, I've got to say I love Ruben more than life itself. He's a bloody savior. He's a shining light. He's a beautiful man. He's my best friend. He's always got my back. And uh, I dare say I, do, I should do a lot more than just this one episode of like, you know, Redemption. Okay. I feel like I, I like. I mean, after all of the things over the years that I've that he's had to put up with, we may need to do a whole mini series. I think it could be a full like docu, <laughs> like a like a movie. Like remember that OJ thing, OJ Simpson. Do like, I remember yes. the OJ Simpson? No, thing? no, 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 not like <laughs> not the fact that he murdered his I'm, wife. I'm familiar. Well, no, but he didn't. ESPN no, I, did like a long. It was like eight hours in total. A long expose on the whole Ooh. experience. Oh, okay. Which I found riveting, and I feel like, you know, that could be, not that I killed anyone, not that I would ever kill anyone, but there's been a lot of crazy shit happen. And Ruben's always been there to pick me up and uh, make sure the ship keeps sailing. So right now I'm trying to keep the ship sailing. Let's take this ship to the high seas, baby. Let's take it out there. What do we want to talk about? You know, we've got lots. We've got lots on the plate. Lots of has been happening in the world. Well, we've got four more places from your tour that yes. we needed to give everyone an update on because last episode we did a review of all but the last four of yours and then you're about to hit the back of the road. Yeah. So how about I go through those last four places and you can tell me a couple of stories, a couple of tales from the tour bus. Let's do it. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. We got up to Ailey Beach Magnum's Bar. Yeah. So we now whip around to the final four spots. The final four. Starting with Brisbane. Oh, Brisbane. What a town. (laughs) What a town. Lots of floods. I think Queensland in general has always had a real beautiful, hot and steamy relationship with Peking Duck. And I I think maybe because Queenslanders go hard, Peking Duck's ethos is all about going hard. You know, it's like a big party. 
and uh, Queenslanders definitely know how to celebrate. So every time we go out there, it just seems like that love has been more and more strongly supported each time. For some reason, I, I don't know. It's like they've been great to us. Maybe we've been great to them. We played at the Tivoli, which is an iconic theatre in Brisbane in Fortitude Valley. Had you solved your wet IEM problem by then? Your condoms and rice from Toby helped? Uh... Yeah, so the condoms and rice worked. The condom worked. Yeah, the condom and rice worked. But we still had a condom on for this one because we knew it was going to be wet. Like real wet. <laughs> was Brisbane wet? Yeah, Brisbane's always wet. <laughs> it's like it was, it was hot. It was real hot in there. The room heats up quite quick. And, you know, Queenslanders know how to get the body temp going. That gig was really fun. The thing about this venue, the Tivoli, anyone who's listening that's been there will know what I'm saying. There's a big balcony that wraps around the interior of the venue. So uh, we thought we'd use that to our advantage. And uh, I went out. I've actually, I'll put the footage up on Peking Duck Podcast. I went out in the crowd and uh, sang the second verse of Wasted from up on the balcony throughout the crowd. As I was singing it, speaking of the pack with the condom on it, somebody grabbed it <gasps> off my back and uh, then ran with it or something. No! And our amazing, beautiful TM, Claire Casement, she hunted down the pack. <laughs> well, I don't know how. She might have knocked the person out and just grabbed the pack and ran. Maybe they just wanted a condom. Maybe they just wanted the condom. No, I don't give a fuck about your IEM. <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. go fuck in what the back alley. What are we going to do with that shit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got chlamydia and I need to stay protected. <laughs> oh, speaking of back alleys. Whoa. Hang on. Actually, well, yeah. So. What are you going to go? Anyway. Speaking of chlamydia. No, 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 no. I did get chlamydia not too long ago, though. Uh, Actually, no, no, no. I thought I got chlamydia not too long ago. I was told by someone that I had sexual relations with that they had chlamydia. Yeah. I went, got tested. Didn't have chlamydia. That's sick. That's happened to me before too. But I just took the pill. Any, like ah. I took the pill prior to getting the test results. Better to be safe than sorry. I guess so, yeah. It was just kind of funny. I was like, damn, I kind of wish I had it. So then the pill was put to use. True. Maybe now you're going to develop a super strain of chlamydia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Brisbane was incredible. I believe one of the first shows to sell out on the tour. Brisbane, always an amazing city. They throw it down. We played an after party afterwards. This is where it gets really interesting. We're pulling up to the car park of the club for the after party and the car park's completely full and we're like, all right, there's another one around the back back. So we go around the back, there's in the valley, people everywhere, but then there's, you know, like these little back alleys and there's no one there. And then we go to this car park. It's completely, it looks like a car park out of a Batman movie. Like it was super desolate seedy as fuck your parents were about to get murdered Got yeah yep. yeah yeah totally cool. <laughs> alfred's there screaming you're about to get an irrational fear of bats yeah yeah that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> where your vigilante career starts it's all about the trauma isn't it yeah yeah i'm in the, i'm in the headspace Got I like it. It. go <laughs> so bennis our manager is driving the car i'm in the front ruben was actually already at the club at this point i believe he got there quick smart yeah he jumped in an uber separately Liam, our bass guitarist, is in the back. Liam Sex. Shout out Liam Sex. And Lucy Lucy is in the back left. Shout out Lucy Lucy. Anyway, we're in this car park. It's pitch black. And we're like, oh, this is sus. Like, it's a full, it's a massive car park. There's no cars anywhere. Dumpsters in the corner. Really dark. Like, really, really dark. And it, it just, it felt weird. It all felt weird. And when things feel weird normally means things are weird. Yeah, this is the start of a horror movie. 
continue? No, I've honestly, this, yeah. this was insane. Bennis goes to the deepest corner and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, we can just park here. I'm like, I don't know about this. Like, this is crazy. The thing about Bennis, I will add, he's not scared of anything. Weird. We've jumped off buildings together. We've done, cr- we've done crazy shit together. Me and Ruben are crying, screaming, holding each other. He, every time, just unbreakable. He's just filling out spreadsheets as you, like, push him off Dude, the Dude, he's, yeah, yeah, he's just pushing <laughs> pencils, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, we're in the darkness, and uh, he's, he pulls the car in, and he's trying to back it up to get into this spot. And the spot is in, the, like, the corner. As he's reversing, the, the camera comes up on the car, the rental car. And Lucy goes, what the fuck? And she goes, she had this tone in her voice, which I've heard twice now, where she's genuinely scared for her life. And she goes, Adam, Adam, Adam. And I was like, oh, what the? And then I started looking and Liam goes, holy fuck. And I go, what? And then Liam's like going like that, like looking behind him in the car going, Venice, go, go, go. And I'm like, what the fuck's happening? So I look on the dash, like on the camera, the rear camera swear on my mother's life hand on heart there's a dude in the corner of the car park he was just kind of dressed normally he had like a teddy bear head on no i shit you not and he was walking he had something in his hand i thought it was a knife but then liam said it was a cigarette (laughs) it was so fucked there was no one in the car park but this dude Given you your know, history with bears too, I feel I like this is fucking traumatic. Worst. Traumatic. I'm bear man now. I've got, I've got the irrational fear of bears. I think it's pretty rational fear at this point. That's rational. <laughs> and Lucy is screaming. Liam's going, "What the fuck?" Bennis is unbreakable, and I'm just shook. I'm like, "What is happening?" Bennis is going so slow. I'm like, "Dude!" So he starts driving forwards. The guy just starts running. We got the fuck out of there, and I'm like, "That was the most bizarre." Strange experience ever because the dude in the in the car park, there was no one else around. There was no like, party around. There was no party around at all. Like there was no way, like it was a deep crevice of the valley. That's fucked. And the fact that he was wearing the bear head. Oh, no, that was a real bear. Mate, well, <laughs> I mean, we, there were many theories, but we finally get to the club and the bouncers are there and they let us in through this little side entrance and I'm like, dudes. Crazy shit just happened. We're in this car park and this fucking guy in a bear head just popped down and he's like, I would have been one of the junkies. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, oh yeah, they do crazy shit. And I'm like, no, no, no. There's one guy in a bear head with something in his hand walking slowly towards the car. He's like, oh yeah, fucking crackheads. Yeah, right. I'm like, what? It would just, it was horror movie shit. Anyway, that's my long tangent about Brisbane. But then the after party was sick. <laughs> The guy and with the bear, bottom of the bear suit. I like haven't not, even, He was just the head and the bear body was that's, there. That's the thing. Where was the rest Where of the outfit? Where was the rest of the outfit? The thing is, his arm was probably Drugs. Oh, I just don't. That's, but he didn't look junk. He didn't look that junky. Well, you couldn't like, see his face. Yeah, but like his clothes was clean. His shoes were clean. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know if I saw his shoes. Clean but, guys can be junkies too. That's true. I once knew a doctor that was a heroin addict. There you go. Easy access. Did Easy. he have a bear head in his cupboard? <laughs> it was him. It was him. But yeah, Brisbane was incredible. But Brisbane was great. Apart from that, everything was fucking beautiful. Take me to the Gold Coast. What was that gig like at the Miami Marquetta? Oh, the GC. 
This is where I started giving out condoms to the crowd. <laughs> There's footage of that, actually. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'll put that on the Peking Duck Pod Insta. Uh, yeah, Miami Marquetta. Miami. I'm in Miami, bitch. <laughs> Miami Marquetta's sick. It's probably one of the coolest venues uh, we had the pleasure of playing. It's essentially like a big warehouse on the Gold Coast. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so it's like very long and thin. So the crowd just seemed like it went for miles. Is that the place where you where Ruben walked up to you and went, Oots? Yes. Because, yeah, in that video that we put on the Picking Dude. Up Podcast Instagram, I was looking at it and I was like, why are you playing in like a market hall? But now I realize that that was Miami Marquetta. That's Miami Marquetta. Right. That's the place where Ruben spooked me for once and for all. Sick. Okay. But, yeah, this show was sick. This was a bit of a send-off in a way. Gold Coast is, is such a fun crowd. Lots of young people have been moving there really? since COVID, yeah. Um, so now it's just filled with party people on a bunch of pingers going crazy to dance music. So it's like the perfect crowd to play to. Hell yeah. Um, and then we threw an after party at a Mexican restaurant and, uh, Liam Sex, our bass guitarist, he, he's always down to clown. He was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I could, I mean, we could just go to sleep or we could go party. And these people are like, there's a house party. Come to this house party. Me and Liam Sex went to this house party. They were lovely people. Not speaking ill of them, they definitely uh, came into some money from some illegal ways, I would dare say, because it didn't make any sense. It was a fucking mansion the size of a city, and everyone was very young. So, I don't know. There was no parents around. Uh, they weren't that young, obviously. They were like 20. They're all 20. Yeah, they're all 20. <laughs> yeah, we're like, what the fuck are we doing here? This sucks. It's some Richie Rich shit. Yeah, like, yeah, it's got yeah. a McDonald's inside his house. <laughs> but yeah, we went there and there was a, a cardboard cutout of Hasbulla oh, um, that, that was amazing. I'll, I'll put a video up of Liam holding that. But we stayed at this house for hours and hours. And then we decided to take that party to the hotel afterwards. Oh, man. It was clown town. Then, actually, I went straight through and did an interview at the Gold Coast FM. Oh, wow. With the Hit Network. How do you do those? Do you just try and pretend that you're... I was straight up with them. I was like, just so you know. Really? I'm cooked. And they were like, we love it. I was like, yeah, oh, me too. Okay. But it actually, yeah, it all, like, for some reason, it all worked out. It was great. You know, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to feel like shit after this. But I felt fine. You felt shit later? No, I felt fine. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the essence of the Gold Coast just washed its way over me. And uh, it was fun. It was so much fun. But Gold Coast is a great spot. God bless the GC. Fuck yeah. Uh, Adelaide. Highly Street Music Hall is a fucking beautiful venue. Brand new. Brand spanking new. Used to be the old HQ for any uh, Radeladians listening. I'm sure you know what I'm saying. But I don't, have you been out in Adelaide? Never. Adelaide's fucking crazy. All I know is people say it's a city of churches and I'm like. Well, it should be called the city of clubs. Really? <laughs> city of pingers. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was actually in Adelaide last night and uh, was talking to someone about this and they were like, yeah, yeah, do we, you know, I'm like, it's so fucking clean here. Cause it is, it's mm -hmm. the clean state as well. Cause you know, no convicts were allowed in Adelaide. Oh. If you talk to someone that's from Adelaide and have a long lineage of Radeladians, yeah, you'll notice they say sample or dance oh, or France. They're all like, we're landed gentry. Oh, fuck, we're not criminals. 
Yeah. Yeah, you so, are. So, yeah, we all are. <laughs> so I was saying that, and they were like, I was like, it's so, that's why it's so clean. I guess that's kind of like carried on, you know, to this day. And they were like, well, there's a fucking huge ice problem. And oh, I was really? like, it's the ice capital of Australia. Wow. Fun fact. There's another fun fact. But drug problems aside, the city knows how to party. That's for sure. Like, in a, in a very fun, positive way. It's like... Hindley Street is just this strip of bars and clubs and it just goes off. And it always has. Since me and Ruben started DJing, it's been very welcoming to Peking Duck and DJs alike and it's just sick. So playing there at this new venue was incredible. And our lighting guy, Aiden, Aiden, he was there and it made him very happy doing a gig in his hometown for once. So it was nice. And you just did Gather Round, the AFL Gather Round. Mm. What was that like? That was fun. It was Julia Stone's birthday. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was her birthday. So we sung the cover that we did of Crowded House. Ben from Safi was there doing Darren Hayes' part on I Want You, which he nailed. Yeah. Liam had a great time as he always does. I was a little high, smoked a bit of the weed pen, which was fun. But it was great. It, it, those kind of gigs are always funny because you don't really understand the magnitude of it all until afterwards, I guess, or kind of before. But when you're doing it, you're just standing in the middle of this field mm. and you're just like, well, I can't, you know, you, ca- you, can't, you can't see. You can't get the feedback of someone's face the, or yes, anything. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. You're so kinda, you're like, I guess you guys are loving this. Yeah, I guess this is cool, <laughs> which is fun. It's yeah. super fun. So that was dope. But um, be hard though. How do you know if you're like, keep doing more of that, I guess? Yeah, I guess you just got to trust the flow. Yeah, you got to trust that you're a pig and duck. Just got to just lean into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's funny the. Adelaide's popping right now as we speak as well because the gather round, I found out, I didn't know much. I don't know much about AFL. Neither, sorry. But it's like where they play that whole round of matches in the one, you know, area. (laughs) Yes. No, not the same field. But like many different fields within the same. So everyone's flying to Adelaide. Right. And it's around South Australia. It's like when the Australian Open is that same collection of tennis courts. Yes. Kind of, yes. Again, not sport. Close. Close. But there was a lot, you know, the whole Sydney Swans team was on the flight over. Whoa, fuck. Carl Stefanovic uh, sat down right next to me. I felt a hand on my leg and I looked to my left and I saw his beautiful face. <laughs> and uh, we got to talking about life. And then two seconds later, he was asleep on my shoulder. Did you steal his phone and take that photo? Because that's a great photo. That you I put. took the photo. That's great. I took the photo, yeah. He's a beautiful little baby. I'll steal that and put that on Peking Duck Podcast. Yeah. It's a great photo of Kyle just like asleep with his mouth wide open on your shoulder. Yeah, he's a beautiful boy. Brooke Boning was on there, previous guest of the Peking Duck Podcast. <laughs> that's what she's famous for, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's the top of her LinkedIn profile. And yeah, all the swans were on there. I was trying to get them on the pod. I was trying to record them on the plane. No luck. <sighs> but, um, but yeah, the, the flight over was very eventful. There was a lot going on. Lot of, there was people with cameras taking photos on the plane. I was going to say, did you have to sign any NDAs slash can you tell any of it the plane stories? It kind of felt like one of those, it felt yeah. like one of those like kinky plane times. Oh, because you're the president, but okay. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was just a commercial Virgin Australia flight just jam packed with lots of, uh, I guess, media people and, and yeah. football people. Mm. Yeah. The reason why I told that was just because Carl Stefanovic, I think <laughs> is one of the funniest men ever. We're going to get him on the pod for sure. He's down. And uh, God bless him. Yeah, I've started just commenting on that picture from the Peking Duck Podcast Instagram account. I'll, ta- I'll just hit him up. He's a, he's, a, he's a legend. He's a really, really funny dude.
All right, the last show of the tour. Yep. Your first tour in four years. Take me to Perth. What was Perth like? Take me to Perth. <laughs> Perth's sick. Perth, I fucking love Perth. I think Western Australia is uh, just a real gem. The sand is white. The milk is spearmint flavored. Fuck yes. Everyone's on Dexies. Those are three of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> White sand, spearmint milkshakes, and Dexies. Exactly. If you ever want, if you put ever put that on my rider. Pretty much put that on my gravestone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to leave a sacrifice for me after I die, give me some Farmers Union spearmint milk and Dexies. Have you had spearmint milk? Yes, I fucking love yeah, it's it. It's sick. It's yeah. so good. Everyone it's thinks real... I'm a pervert for nah, liking it. Nah, I love it. I love it. It's I fucking it. phenomenal. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't like it can fuck off. I agree. <laughs> I do agree. Yeah, they're big on milk. There's a brand called Masters. I don't know if that's still popping or Browns or something. But when I was a kid, I used to go over to WA with my dad a lot. Oh, and yeah. uh, he put me on to the spearmint milk. And I was like, this is kind of fucked up. But now I'm, now I'm looking for it every day, every moment of every day. You know, wandering days through Redfern, oh, just like just your like, eyes where glazed over. Is it? Where is it? <laughs> but um, no, Perth's incredible. Metro City. I believe is the name of the venue. Is a metro yeah, city? Yeah, yeah. it's inc- it's it looks like uh, a nightclub out of Blade. Fuck if you've seen the yes, movie Blade, I've seen Blade. Yeah, so Wesley like Snipes. Wesley fucking Snipes. He would own that room. It's like when you're playing, when you're on the stage, the stage is super risen. It's just like leveled up and up and up. It's quite it's quite bizarre in its architecture, but definitely unique and interesting. <laughs> But you, some people you're looking at like right there, and then other people are down there. Other people are up there. Oh wow! Yeah, it's wild. It's quite bizarre. But um, every time Perth is sick. Perth is fucking phenomenal. That was the last show of the tour. What does it feel like when you finish that last song from the last show of the tour? I was hyped because I'd been such. I I was for the record. I was such a good boy on the whole tour. I was like a nice little doggy, just like you know. I wasn't really kicking on too much. I mean, apart from Gold Coast and Melbourne and Sydney. I was like, I also feel like Ruben isn't here to negate you, so I just have to believe you. No, no, You're no, like, no, 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 no. I was a saint. No, nah, no, nah, I was. I was a saint except for Gold Coast, <laughs> Sydney, and Melbourne. Except for three of the 17 shows. Three of the 17, <laughs> yes, which I feel is pretty good, yeah. you know? I mean, Perth was just fun. Me and Ruben had so much fun on stage. It was one of them ones where we were just looking at each other, laughing and having a good time. And Perth's always awesome. Ruben didn't want to party as much as I did. We were flying to Melbourne early the next morning for the Grand Prix. Oh, right, right, right. I decided to have a little after party. I went to a techno club with my friend Arno Faraji, amazing rapper. What's that a techno club? I'm very boring. What's happening in a techno club? So this club was called Geisha. And uh, the DJ was playing 154 BPM hard techno. Just like... And my God, it was crazy. Shout out to Aisha, the uh, artist carer from Metro. She she was getting us shots and shots of uh, soju. We were drinking drinking soju at this techno club. And Arno was freestyling on the 154 BPM techno. And... I, I just, it was mayhem. It was bizarre. I remember there was an old man in a bucket hat just swaying. Were you looking into your future? DJ. Yeah, I was like, that's me. That's <laughs> me right now. And it was. It was me. 
<laughs> it was just a mirror. <laughs> but um, yeah, we can we partied, we party, party, party. We had a great time. We danced the night away, and then I had about one hour's sleep, and then jumped on the flight Perth to Melbourne. Soon as we landed in Melbourne, straight to the Grand Prix. Oh shit! Were you playing or were you visiting? We were playing the after party, but we got passes from the Red Bull team oh, wow. to go to the race. I don't How know do you shit. Survive? How do you survive? I don't know. I think the funny thing is, <laughs> in hindsight, at the time, I think I might have still been drunk or something. <laughs> but it doesn't make sense because that flight from Perth is long. Mm, how long is that? Like four hours? Four hours. But I, I slept on that flight. Like I was just out. I don't even remember the flight at all. You should have been like at least starting your hangover then. I know. That's what I thought. But then when I landed in Melbourne, Room was like, he was amped up because he loves F1. Like, dude, Ruben talking about fucking Formula One is like a little kid talking about fucking toy trucks. It's so funny. And I like giving him shit, too, because the only reason why he likes F1 is because of that Netflix series. Oh, yeah. Race which to Drive to Survive, Drive to Survive, which I haven't seen. Neither. But I know a lot of uh, F1, you know, purists, so to speak, that have been rocking with the culture for a long time. And they're like, they hate all the all the newfound love for the sport that's oh, come from the show. Of course, they're new fans, not old fans. Like our sound guy, Gordo, he's an old school F1 dude. And like Ruben was telling me, I was like, what does this mean? What does that mean? What does this mean? And Ruben's like, well, I think it was FDR. I can't remember. Franklin what. Roosevelt? <laughs> That's it. FDR, the American yeah. president. FDR. <laughs> wooden teeth now. Is everyone in the wooden kid? teeth. No, no, no. That's Lincoln. I think he had wooden teeth. He had wooden teeth? I think so. George Washington? Hold on. Holy Which shit. American president. Dude, that's lit. Fuck gold teeth. I want wooden teeth. George Washington. George Washington had yeah. wooden teeth. How many? His dentures apparently were made of wood. Oh. Maybe. Ooh. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. I've derailed this for a fucking urban legend. <laughs> no. That's a fucking good urban legend. One of the most enduring myths about George Washington is that his dentures were made of wood. It's quite possible that some of his dentures, particularly after they had been stained, took on a wooden complexion. But wood was never used in the construction of any of his dental fittings. I apologise. Let's go back to talking so about the, the F1. They were that ratchet that they just looked like wood. Yeah, that's fucked. Get veneers. Oh, that's so fucked. <laughs> I wonder if we could get him a... Hey, dude, I didn't know you had wooden teeth. Actually, I don't. They're just stained and I, look like wood. I couldn't get a high smile sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> dude, so yeah, um, I remember Rubo was explaining something about the F1 once yeah. and Gordo's like... I can see Gordo's face just going, oh, this guy, I wish this cunt shut up. <laughs> Room's like, yeah, yeah, and that's that. That's why that's that. And then Gordo's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. It's because this, and Ruben goes, oh, yeah. It's like this funny thing. I don't know. Ruben's genuinely captivated by the sport. He's in awe of it. Me personally, I'm, you know, the driver's incredible respect. It's It's a crazy crazy thing i just don't get it at all no i grew up in bathurst where they had the bathurst yeah. 1000 every year yeah i don't get the sport i'm not saying the sport sucks yeah i'm saying i have great taste and mm. i didn't like the yeah 1000. yeah yeah i have immaculate taste yeah. and it just doesn't fall within that i've realm. been called a tastemaker before yeah. and it's not for me it's like a real horny sport now because like they've dramatized the the sport itself mm -hmm. via this show. So all the drivers have become like soap opera characters. and Right. It's like who will sign with who. Who will sign with who. The drama that goes on. Oh, right. They're all good looking young lads. It's like, you know, that whole thing. So Real housewives for straight men. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well said. That's what it is.
So we, yeah, we got off the plane, went straight to the race. And my God, we just got straight into it. We started drinking beers and Jack Daniels. We got like this box spot thanks to Red Bull. And I don't know, it would have been like 2 p.m. or something. I think that's when we landed. And we just started drinking and just getting amongst it, drinking with all the people that were there and taking photos and having a yarn and just, I, I remember just being like, what the fuck am I doing here? This is so weird. Muselk, our boy was there. It got so crazy so quickly. And then we're like, we still have like nine hours until we have to do this gig because we played uh, the after party right. for Red Bull, which you can find that online. We jumped on the Inspired Unemployed joined us or oh, actually I have a funny story about that okay anyway so we're drinking and we're like oh my god it's so long until I set this is insane so have a coffee keep it moving so we kept it moving threw a party at our friend's house which was right near the club <laughs> I, we sound like lunatics you don't we absolutely do throwing parties yeah. and like yeah, yeah it like, sounds bad as someone who produces your podcast and like clocks into work at 8 30 and leaves at five this is madness yeah it Continue. is madness it is madness i think we were on one because it was like you know end of the tour let's party so we're having a party at our friend's house and it kind of got to that stage where everything's a bit of a blur and before you know it it's like oh it's like an hour until we have to DJ. We better go to this club. So we go to the club. We're rolling pretty deep at this point. There's like 20 of us. And we go up to the club and there was a lovely lady there pouring us tequilas and like everyone's having a great time. <laughs> I, remember, I remember looking at Ruben square in the eye. Me and Ruben were so drunk that we were like emotional. <laughs> I remember we were hugging each other. We were like, Hold like kind of consoling each other, even though we weren't sad, staring into each other's eyes, saying how much we love each other, how it's a miracle that we don't hate each other, how lucky we are to have each other on this journey, and all this shit. It was so funny. Truths. Then we're like, all right, fuck, we need to, we need, we got to do this DJ set. So, like, the green room for this club was upstairs, and it was like Batman shit yet again. Yeah. Blade, yeah. Batman, Spec, Nightclub. What energy. time of night is this as well? This is, like, 11.30. So you've had five hours sleep in about 36 hours. If that, yeah, yeah. if that, <laughs> if that. And you're shit Completely shit-faced. <laughs> completely shit-faced. Like, okay. completely shit-faced. Like, and I was wearing this little... Uh, Shout out Pip Edwards, PE Nation. She gave me, she's, she's a stylish woman. She gave me this like, like silk headscarf. headscarf thing that I was wearing. I look like a lunatic. No, you look really stylish in it. I've, oh, thank you. Yeah, I like thank that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> so me and Ruben are like, we're crying and, and, and smiling and we're very happy to be in each other's presence. That's for sure. Then we're like, all right, we got to, we got to fucking, we got to pull our heads in. We got to do this DJ set. So then when we go down to the club, we're like, oh, my God, it's jumping in here. Like, Because we, we weren't really thinking about anything. We, and then we're like, oh, yeah, this is what we do again. This is like our job. So we kind of like, we kind of, and it's like pumping, pumping. And then we go around to the back of the decks. As we're walking there, I bump into someone. And it's fucking Jack from Inspired Unemployed. Oh, and I'm like, dude. And he's like, dude. <laughs> and Falcon was there and they came around the back and then before we knew it it was like a boiler room type set like everyone was behind us and around us set was sick I'll find the video actually we got um 
the inspired unemployed boys to come and dance with us and there's a funny video I'll put on the on the gram. Anyway, the set went really well. I it somehow by some miracle it uh all went off with that without a hitch. It was actually probably the best set that we did on the whole tour somehow, <laughs> some way. Even though I have no full recollection, I remember just walking away being like, that was sick. And everyone was like, that was fucking dope. Anyway, finished the set. And then we're like, someone was like, oh yeah. Someone was like, we're having a party. We're having a party here. And we're like, all right, sick. Let's do it. Fuck it. As I'm about to leave, I'm like, oh my God, where the fuck's my wallet? My wallet's gone. So I go up like to the green room. And I'm like, it's not in there. And the lovely lady that was pouring the tequilas is like, oh, look everywhere. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. And she looked everywhere. And I was like, I was looking everywhere. Ryan Sawyer, my bro, our videographer, he was looking everywhere and he was getting angry that we couldn't find the wallet. So was I. And I'm like, all right, let's just, the wallet's gone. Forget about it. Let's just go to this party. I'll deal with it later. It doesn't matter. This is like after a solid 40 minutes of us looking for it. Uh, Maybe not 40 minutes. It was a while, but it had like everything in there. And I was like, ah, oh, well, whatever. It is what it is. As we, As me and Ryan were leaving the club, this guy is like, hey, 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 bro. And I was like, hey, man. And he's like, are you from California? Ryan was like, what? Like, Ryan was angry. And he's a lovely guy. He's just looking out for me. He was like, what? Fuck off. And I was like, wait, wait, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I found your wallet before. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, and I gave it to someone. Oh. And I was like, why the fuck would you do that? Why would you do that? And he goes, he goes, no, this is the best part. And he goes, I gave it to someone who said that, You'd be happy if I gave it to them. <laughs> and I was like, all right, elaborate. And they're like, oh, and he's like scratching his jeans like, oh. And I'm like, fucking tell me, man. <laughs> Who the fuck did you give my wallet to? What the fuck? And, I, and I'm like just watching him. And he's like, it was a guy, um, I think his name, uh, from like a, some like funny, he's like a funny guy, like funny guy. I'm like, Jack? From inspired unemployed, he's like, Yeah. Oh my god. And I go, Okay, interesting. So immediately I FaceTime Jack (laughs) and he answers the FaceTime and he goes, (laughs) (laughs) And he had my wallet. Fucking Oh dude, King Clown. But also that he didn't tell you that he had your wallet. Dude, that's kind of why I'm like, that's probably the funniest gag ever. It's like it's like just not telling, just taking the wallet. Oh my god! I'm gonna wait till he figures it out. I'm gonna hold on to it. I'm gonna wait for him to Facetime me. I'm sitting here with the wallet waiting. Dude, it was just clown town. That's pro. And I, you know what? I respect the clownery. That's commitment <laughs> to the bitment. That's fucking great. So yeah, got the wallet, and uh, that was it. That was cl- that was like the real wrap up of the tour. Was that party and. Yeah, back to reality now, I guess. I would think there'd be a post tour come down. It's like a post show come down if you're yeah. in like musical theater or whatever. Here we are, I'm showing my hand. I'm no, lame. It's, no, it's true. But how do you adjust to just like go back to Bondi and make some beats and do yeah, a it's podcast? Weird. It's, a weird, it's a weird thing. I think any contrast, any energy shift like that's always going to be quite bizarre. But as humans, you know, we're habitual as fuck. Like, and very quickly we we become habitual. So like... That routine of getting up, 7 a.m. lobby call, blah, 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 you know, airport, load bags, sound check, dinner, gig, blah, blah, blah. You just repeat that. Then you get back to like, oh, wait, there's no schedule to follow. There's no thing. As much as that's what you want when you're in the tour zone, then when you have it, 
you don't really know what to do with it, so you kind of want it back. Yeah. The grass is always greener, I guess. I don't, it's a weird thing. It's like you always want to be moving. Like, I mean, I'm a bit of a freak with that. Like, I always want to be doing things. You're a shark. I'm a shark in the sense of like, yeah, look, what can I say? I'm a shark. If you stop, you'll drown. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, honey, I'm a shark. You know? That's what I told my ex-wife. <laughs> she goes, why are you doing this? I go, I'm a shark. I can't drown. I can't drown. If I stop, I drown. Don't make me die. Don't make me die, baby. No, it's a good question. It's funny that because I've been thinking about that, but I haven't really stopped since. I've been uh, been working a lot on my Kelly Holiday project and working on other Peking Duck music. And yeah, I mean, Ruben's been in Spain and I've kind of just been pissing in the wind as well. So it's fun. Do you know I always thought pissing in the wind meant doing it the other way around? You piss into the wind? No, that's that's that what, that's how I think of it. Yeah, and, and I then, like that. And then your piss goes all over. Yeah, you. that's what I kind of like. But I yeah. think it's supposed to mean you piss along with the wind, and your pee goes away. I don't know. No? I like to think I like to think of it as an open ended sentiment of like, it could mean like, oh yeah, we're just pissing in the wind here, as in like, oh man, this is not going anywhere. It's just we're pissing on ourselves. Just pissing on myself. <laughs> that's what we should just say. Oh, man. Or if, if things were going well and you go, we're just pissing in the wind now. Yeah. I don't know. I always thought it was you pissing on yourself because I've done that. I've pissed against the wind and got pissed all over myself before. I remember it vividly. I was in Bungendore. I was about 13 years old. That was the first time I pissed in the wind. You've got an out-of-your-body urethra. See, mine's inside. I can't piss in the wind unless, like, some you could serious do so, you Pilates could do, is Yeah, involved. you could do some crazy <laughs> precarious position, you know. But, yeah, no, the whole tour... One word, biblical. Two words, fucking beautiful. And thank you, Australia, for welcoming us back with open arms, open hearts, open eyes, for the most part. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was a real special tour. I mean, I can speak on behalf of both Ruben and myself here by saying it went a lot better than we expected. Not that we thought it would go bad, but just the genuine love from everyone was so good to see. That many people having fun, it was... A spectacle within itself from our end. So, you know, we hope you all had as much of a good time as we did because we sure as hell did. Listener.